You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Somehow, we're back. We made it to a Wednesday. Oh, we're still discussing what happened yesterday in the final hour of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of went away for a couple hours. Yes, it did. But social media, I love you. You were right there just to remind us, you know, you had people who were listening on the uh, the podcast. So they, they got the uh, the rear. They couldn't listen in real time. And then you got more people in social media talking about Fritzy and his uh, speech yesterday. Yes. Yes. Pauline. A buddy of mine who, you know, Dan, he's a beer delivery guy up in Vermont. He was listening as he went into a 7-Eleven. He starts laughing like a madman. The person at 7-Eleven goes, what are you laughing? He goes, come here, come here, come here. And he gave it to the person behind the counter at 7-Eleven. So. It, it, it got big. Marvin, could you play it just for the people who maybe didn't hear it so we could put it in context? we got to be fair to the audience here. This is what uh, it sounded like yesterday. He wasn't even sure if he should have shown up. Yeah. And then Todd accused us of doctoring that. And I said, Todd, we didn't doctor this. I keep telling you that maybe you run out of air. Maybe you talk too fast. And maybe if you slow down, then you'd be able to enunciate. You try to cram in too much. I was eventually able to laugh at that, but when I initially, when you initially played that, it, I found it terrifying. Yes, Pauline. Fritzy, can you say Steve Sarkeesian at Texas? Steve Sarkeesian at Texas. You made it. I, I think part of it, you're right, is I got to you know, slow down a little bit. I talk too fast. But just that whole saliva thing. And my wife shows such great. I just did you it just again. did it just right did it there. I was trying shows. You, I was saying the word show. You've My got wife the, shows. You've got the yips. There's something with the SH when I start talking too fast. Yes. She said got, she shares a room. Share Another SH word. She shares a room with a speech therapist and said that I should come to her school at some point and sit down with this speech therapist, pathologist, or whatever it is, and practice some I, of these words. I just want you to say less and say it slower. And avoid words with SH. But a lot of words seem to have an S or SH. <laughs> At least the words that I choose. See, can you, can you, um, she sells seashells by the seashore. Okay. You see how you did it? Um, part of it is slowing down. Yeah. Part of it is I may have some kind of lisp that I wasn't aware of. I don't think you have a lisp. I just think you try to cram in too much and you speak too fast. Because you would hurt my feelings. And I'm like, I don't sound like you. You make the <laughs> slurping noise. And I'm like, why are you doing that? There's no way I sound oh, like that. No. Until yesterday, I'm like, you know what? I'm just not going to talk the rest of the show and be a baby. And then you guys played that. And I'm like, oh my God, that's horrific. <laughs> That's how it's, and you guys didn't doctor it. That was exactly how it sounded on the air. You got the yips. Wow. I got a lot of issues. Yes. Now we've added yips. Great. All right. Welcome to the program already in progress, as you can tell. Uh, You can be part of the program in a variety of ways. You can dial us up. You can email, tweet, all the above. Say good morning to Peacock. That's our streaming partner. And our radio affiliates, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio lineup, and all the great radio affiliates around the country who were hopefully entertained yesterday by what happened. Play of the day, poll question, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. Uh, Before missing an entire season, a lot of people believed Deshaun Watson was a top quarterback, maybe top five. And NFL teams still believe that to be true because there are three front runners to land him. You got the Panthers, Saints, and the Browns. And then maybe, maybe you have the Atlanta Falcons making a late push here. The team is going to meet with Watson today about a potential deal. Now, understand this. These teams also, they all have to come up with the framework for a trade. This is what we're asking for, probably three first-round picks, maybe something else. Diana Rossini's done a great job reporting on this, the uh, Mothership NFL reporter, that you got to come up with the sort of the blueprint 
the parameters of this is what we'll offer you. And then the Texans will go, okay, we'll accept that. We'll accept that. We'll accept that. We'll accept that. Or you got to do better than that. And then they'll go back to Deshaun Watson and say, pick the team that you want to go to. He's going to meet with the Falcons. He's already met with the Panthers, the Saints, and the Browns. So this streamlines it. And if I'm Deshaun Watson, before any of this testimony gets out, where he had to talk about the civil lawsuits, I get traded as soon as possible. You know, if you look at Friday, to what happened on Friday, uh, you know, in front of the grand jury, and they drop those charges, now you have this. Now you have an opening here by the end of the week. Diana Rossini uh, tweeted yesterday, first step for Saints, Panthers, Browns, arranging a meeting with Deshaun Watson, presenting a trade package to the Texans per multiple league sources. Once Houston approved, only then did they meet. Now it's up to Deshaun Watson because for some reason the Texans gave him a no trade clause. Now the Texans can go, hey, final offer here. This is like a one day sale. Here you go. Who wants Deshaun Watson? Apparently the Cleveland Browns do because yesterday Baker Mayfield confirmed his future in Cleveland was in doubt after Watson met with the Browns about a trade. That created a lot of speculation as to where Watson's going to end up and Baker Mayfield's going to end up. Felt a little premature, premature by Baker Mayfield. Just a little premature. Unless he's told, hey, there's no way you're coming back, whether we get to Sean Watson or not. Now, if that's the case, okay. But there's a couple things that came to mind with this, that there's still a really good chance, it feels like, that Baker Mayfield could be the Cleveland Browns quarterback this upcoming season, which make this feels even stranger that he put out this long sort of goodbye note to the city of Cleveland here. And remember when we talked about Baker Mayfield was going to play through the pain and this had to do with his contract? And at the time, I thought, you know what? You're rolling the dice. It's one thing to bet on yourself, but bet on yourself when you're healthy. And when he was healthy, I thought he was a good quarterback. Is he a great quarterback? No. Is he could be? Is he now a great quarterback? The answer is probably not. And the injury didn't help him. Deshaun Watson is an upgrade. Now, I don't know if Deshaun Watson even wants to go to Cleveland. Played college in Carolina. uh, Grew up a Falcons fan. Remember, this was last year where I saw Deshaun Watson in New York and he had a Falcons jacket on? Like, do you remember that? And I thought, wow, uh, maybe, maybe he knew something back then or thought something. Or maybe he just said, hey, I'm a Falcons fan or I was growing up. But here we are with Baker Mayfield and you're going, what's going on? What does he know that we don't know? Have they said, hey, you're going to get traded. We're going to send you to Indianapolis. But what if he doesn't get traded and Deshaun Watson doesn't go there? Like, do you take out another full-page ad and say, never mind, or I'm back? But, you know, this is where the team is supposed to stay with you. Hey, he's going to play through pain. Cleveland, there's no loyalty whatsoever. Zero. But this is a situation where you would think the Browns would go, man, that dude at least tried to play. He shouldn't have played. But he tried to play. And it really came back to haunt him here because he wanted that new contract, that extension. But if I'm Deshaun Watson, I got to have a new team by Friday because this information is going to leak out. Things that are brought up 
by the uh, lawyer representing these women in the civil lawsuits, the questions, the answers. I tried to find out if anybody knew anything yesterday, and one of my sources said, don't have anything on it. Zero. But said it doesn't mean it's gonna, uh, not going to come out. But if I'm, if I'm, this feels like a football story now. Friday felt like this was a, you know, a criminal case. Deshaun Watson's future is really in doubt. Now, for some reason, he feels less toxic. Because teams are going to be like, hey, we're okay. All you got to do is have a, if you get a great quarterback, all right, we'll deal with the other stuff. We're fine with that. All right, maybe some people won't be happy that we brought in somebody who could be a, a, a serial uh, sex abuser. Maybe he's innocent. Maybe, it, you know, he might write a check. It all goes away, sort of. But Saints, Panthers, Browns, Falcons, we'll take him. And that's what it comes down to. Talent. Because it, let's say Deshaun Watson played safety. Not, not a great player. Just Let's say just a defensive back. Do you think that anybody is going out of their way to sign him, bring him in? They would go, no, there's no way you have him on the roster. <laughs> if you look at the sliding scale, we always talk about this. There's baggage, and then there's talent. If you got talent, that'll trump baggage. And that's the case here with Deshaun Watson. I mean, these teams, NBA teams, put up with uh, Dennis Rodman. Now, granted, Dennis wasn't accused of what Deshaun Watson was, but he helped you win. Therefore, you went, eh, he's just being Dennis. Deshaun Watson, it's different. You got talent, somebody's going to want you. Terrell Owens was considered toxic. Now, not charged anywhere near with what happened with Deshaun Watson, apples and oranges, but still, he had talent. You put up with talent. You'll put up with the baggage if you have talent. And that's the situation that you have here. But I do feel, I like Baker Mayfield. But this felt like a white flag. Like, don't surrender. Just say, hey, I'm planning on coming back. I put, I put the, you know, the onus, the spotlight on the Browns here. I'm doing everything I can. I want to win. I'm rehabbing. I'm going to do more commercials. I'm ready to go. I would not raise the white flag here. Unless he knows by the end of the week, hey, you're going to be a colt. And maybe that's the case. But uh, we'll talk to Marcus Spears of the Mothership. He'll join us coming up here in a little bit. Kyrie dropped 60 on the Magic. And it feels like he probably could have had 70, maybe 75. I think it was eight minutes, seven and a half minutes ago, and they decided to sit him down. This what I, I don't understand this in the NBA. You're going to put in somebody for Kyrie Irving. Put up 60 on the Magic. The Nets put up 150 on the Magic. So if you say, well, we got to sit him down. Why? The person who comes in is going to be taking shots. So why not just leave Kyrie in? I mean, he's got days off. It's not like you go, man, he's, he can't go back to back. No, he can't. He doesn't. But I kept thinking, well, just leave him in. Because whoever comes in, Patty Mills is going to take those shots. Why not let Kyrie take those shots? But he put, put up 60 last night. Of course, Carl Anthony Towns just put up 60. I have uh, Kyrie talking about the flow of the game certainly helped him put up that number. Somebody told me on the bench 
what it was. I'm just grateful it came in the flow of the game. You know, a few shots probably I shouldn't have taken. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, tough ones, you know, double teams, triple teams coming. But, uh, you know, as long as I could do it with a smile on my face and, and my teammates weren't too angry at me, it, it made uh, this night uh, worthwhile. Okay. I don't know if it was in the flow of the game that you won by 42, but, hey, you're playing the magic. Go out and have fun. And uh, he certainly did. Plus, guys know this. Once you get on a roll, and usually it's your marquee players, but sometimes when you have a guy who is, it's called being in the zone. It's called getting blue. Like you get into this world where you don't know how you got in and how you get out sometimes. But when you're in it, then that's when guys start feeding you. And Kyrie was feeling blue. And uh, he got in the zone last night and scored 60. And, and, and I can't help but think, 10 years from now, does Kyrie look back and go, gosh, you know, I could have won a couple of titles. I could have been a better leader in Boston. Maybe I should have stayed with LeBron. He's never been first team all NBA, I don't think. Now, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but I, I wonder if he looks back with regret and goes, I could have done a whole lot more. Is I don't know if Kyrie was, I don't think he was on the 75th anniversary team, was he? He was, he was, not, he was not, and he's in his 10th season. There's yeah. other players that have. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't help but wonder that as I'm watching the highlights. I did not watch the game. And, you know, I usually go out of my way to watch bad teams. And, you know, because I don't think anybody's watching them. And I was watching basketball. Indiana, Texas Southern make the tournament. They won last night. And then all of a sudden I started to see, you know, Kyrie's going off. I think at 41 at halftime. And I thought, wow. And I always go back to when we talked to Kobe about this, his 81-point game against Toronto. And I'm going to play that for you a little bit later on. Because you get to that moment where you go, could he score 100 Kyrie could have gotten 70 or 75 last night. But 60 is one thing. 80? Like 80 is where you go, holy bleep. 60, you go, all right. 80? There's two dudes who've done it all time. Wilt and Kobe. I do think we will see an 80-point performance in my lifetime. All right, we'll take a break. We'll talk to Marcus Spears about what Baker Mayfield is doing. And where would he, if he was Deshaun Watson, want to go? We'll talk to him coming up. Also, one of our favorites, uh, NBA on TNT, Jim Jackson, a former uh, NBA great, will join us a little bit later on as well. Uh, poll question, Seton? You got a poll question, or you want to wait till we come back from break? We got a couple options, but we could wait, whichever. Okay. By the way, bracket challenge, make sure you fill out your brackets. Now, do we have a deadline, Ton? You're sort of the uh, gatekeeper for the brackets. I thought by this evening we could say noon, but uh, the game's obviously starting earnest, as we like to say, no, noon Eastern tomorrow. tomorrow. But why? I would say by, uh, how about by 5 p.m. Eastern? Is that fair? Like business hours? How about tomorrow? Oh, you're into tomorrow morning you want to go? Yeah, yeah. All right, so how close do we want to get to tip-off? So we have time How about 11, a, 11 a.m.? An hour before tip-off Ele sounds lovely. 11 a.m. Eastern. 11 a.m. Eastern tomorrow. Got to get it in by an hour before tip-off. And that's a hard deadline. Hard deadline. Hard if you've eleven oh one, you're out. Eleven a.m. Eastern is the deadline, and maybe Mario can put that on the newsletter. Just let everybody know because we got great gifts here: uh, Traeger Grill, 
Link Soul gift card for $500 with their uh, great clothes. A Callaway driver, uh, Panini Illusions football mega box, danpatrick.com, sign up for the newsletter, enter, get uh, information on all the rules to be part of our bracket challenge. Let's take a break. We'll talk to uh, big swagoo, Marcus Spears. He'll join us next year, Dan Patrick Show. I mentioned Link Soul, part of our uh, bracket challenge, $500. You're, you could get the uh, sweatshirt I have on today. Uh, usually you'll see Danettes as well wearing Link Soul. Uh, this is uh, a lifestyle rooted in golf. Got an opportunity to see firsthand what they're doing, all their designs. Went to their uh, factory, their office, and then went to their uh, store that they have at Oceanside, California. Uh, Bubba Watson is a big fan of this. Um, you also have uh, former U.S. Open champ Jeff Ogilvie and uh, former quarterback Alex Smith. They're ambassadors as well of Link Soul. Link Soul has a lifestyle that can be on the golf course, off the golf course, in and out of the ocean, hats, hoodies, shorts, pants, shoes. Feel the vibe. Dress it up. Dress it down. We're all in. They got great T-shirts as well, special T-shirts that uh, if you go to LinkSoul.com, that are affiliated with uh, this program. Go to linksoul.com and let me know what you think. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Make sure you go to the website, danpatrick.com. Got a great March Madness t-shirt there, a pie slamma jamma as well. And the uh, new Never Say Never in creamsicle color, tribute to Tom Brady. Uh, We also have some great basketball uh, shirts there and baseball season as well, danpatrick.com. This program brought to you by Mercedes-Benz, the 2022 Mercedes-Benz GLA, uh, member of the unrivaled SUV family. Learn more at mbusa.com. We'll get to uh, Marcus Spears here in a moment. Seat in the poll question that we're thinking about today. Uh, if you were a Browns fan, you'd want Baker Mayfield and keep all your draft picks or give up a ton for Deshaun Watson. All right. All right. That's what we're going with. Oh, we are going That's with that. That's a Paul Papp special. Oh, all right, Paulie. Thank oh. you. Uh, let's uh, bring in Marcus Spears, uh, NFL analyst for the Mothership, contributor to Get Up, NFL Live, Sports Center, and many other programs there. You can watch him at 4 Eastern every weekday with Laura Rutledge, Ryan Clark, Mina Kimes, and Dan Orlovsky, including today. Free agency officially begins. Marcus, let me start there. What would you do if you're the Cleveland Browns? Try to get Deshaun Watson, DP. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, it's funny. The relationship is severed already. Uh, Dan Dan actually, Dan Orlovsky talked about that the day after the season when Stefanski and and Baker had, um, how could I word, conflicting – uh definitions of of how the season went um but even with all of the things and I don't I don't ever talk about Deshaun Watson without talking about off the field cuz he could you could trade for him and he still have to sit out 12 games or a year so you make you you are bargaining and betting on if you Cleveland with this going public you are bargaining that we may not get Deshaun and we may not have Baker unless we force him to be here. Right. Cause I believe that it could get very ugly. And the fact that Baker, uh, you know, made that statement on social media last night, it lets you know where his head and his heart is. And a, a thank you. Like I'm departing 
is not the same as a thank you like I'll see y'all next year. But do you think he knows something? Because it felt premature that he would put this out. And he's not a surrender guy. He's going to yeah. fight through it. And but DP, you, you know, man, when you – first of all, all of these guys, and I know we, we kind of inflated with Baker. All of these quarterbacks got egos, man. And regardless of what people like to believe, I played in this league nine years. Most of, a, most of their egos are fragile when it comes to the business of football and how their perspective organization looks at them. So the fact that you in a, you, you are your name, if you Cleveland and your name is a part of the rush and the, the war to try to get Deshaun Watson, um, you got a quarterback that you drafted in the first round that was planning on playing on his fifth year option for $18 million. And now he knows you don't, you would prefer someone else. So I, I just, he knows, but I don't think Deshaun Watson in full totality led to the ultimate decision. I think Baker has seen some of the writing on the wall for a while now. Cause you remember DP, we had a we had a conversation this season um about his backup, his name slipping me right now. But if if he could actually start and do a better job, uh the guy that came over from Minnesota that won 14. Case, Case Keenum. Keenum. Yeah. yeah, Case Keenum. So even with that type of discussion, you know that that's not something that the media made up or somebody on the outside. That's a legitimate thought that they were having about, do we have a better shot? And I know the injuries played a part in that. But ultimately, man, it's been tumultuous for Baker for, for a while. And his play hasn't kind of overcome that. But he made the mistake, and I said it at the time, it was a mistake. I understand the mentality, being a competitor, he played through pain, and he didn't play well. Sit down, man. Sit down. And I think like, it I cost you... him. I think that cost him ultimately that we looked and went, is he a franchise quarterback? Do we want to give him all that money? Because prior to that, he played well. Now, yeah. is he a, a first-team you know, all-pro quarterback? No, he's never going to be that. But I describe it like this, DP. I think Baker Mayfield is an average quarterback that plays above average at times. And I don't know if you're Cle see Cleveland. Well, based off that. of that, though, Marcus, you got to trade him. You got to move on. If if you 100%. think he's average and occasionally can be better than average, then you move on. But DP, that's what his listen. You know how this go. That's what your resume says. If you're Baker Mayfield, your resume says that you have played elevated football at times, but the, the big sample size that we have, including the injury, because to your point, he should have sat down, right? But you you try to play through that. You go back to turning the football over. He had the one year when they made the playoffs where he had, I think, 26 touchdowns and eight interceptions or something like that. That's solid. But DP, ain't nobody going nobody gonna to forget about trying to trade for somebody better because of a season like that. Carson Wentz just got ousted in Indianapolis for 27 touchdowns and seven picks. Yeah. Right. So it's all about for Cleveland, especially in this particular situation that they in, they look at the rest of their roster and they say, we ready to win. And that's the, that is really the problem with Baker Mayfield because in those moments, those late game moments, Kansas city, um, he, he was phenomenal against Baltimore, but Lamar just came back and did something better later in the game. But it was a few games this year where 
you got the ball in your hands, you got an opportunity to get in field goal range and go make a play, couldn't do it. So I, I don't know if you're Cleveland and you're sitting there and you got the possibility of getting Deshaun Watson, you should be all in. He's Marcus Spears, ESPN NFL analyst. So where is the best destination for Deshaun Watson? I think the best spot for him, and, and it came upon late because I was talking to Shefty, is Atlanta. And if I'm Cleveland, I'm also trying to figure out what is Matt Ryan doing. Like, you see how see how that, that because you look at the NFC South, and I know Tom just came back, but if you look at the NFC South, Tom won't be there for another two, three years. Right. So Deshaun Watson walks into the NFC South. He's he's as talented as any quarterback in that division. He can absolutely make a franchise attractive to a lot of guys that are looking for different destinations. He's from Georgia relationship with the blank family from high school and them knowing him around the area. So I look at Atlanta, especially a franchise right now without a number one wide receiver. Arthur Smith is there, who did a, a great job with Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. And you think about, like, Dan, you know this as well as anybody. You've been in this game for, for as long as anybody. You know when you got the guy at the signal caller spot, you're going to pull more stars. It's just, it's the normal operating, like, we all were waiting on Aaron Rodgers to figure out what Devontae Adams is going to do. And I know that situation is a little convoluted. We look at Tom Brady when he came to Tampa. We look at Matt Stafford when he went to L.A. Dudes want to play with quarterbacks they they think they can win championships with and also be in a city and an environment that that is a a great place to live and all of that. So I think Atlanta, I, at first I had Carolina because he played at Clemson, but between, between Atlanta and Charlotte, North Carolina, it, it's the same distance probably from, from leaving from Clemson. So his familiarity with that area. And I think another thing for Deshaun, man, with, with all of this stuff that he has on his plate, he needs some 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 kind of sit down around friend, family, people that he can trust and have that support system. Because this ain't over, D. It's going to be a while before his off the field issues are over. And going to Atlanta, I think being around his family, we know the relationship that he has with his mom, I think would be paramount for him mentally being in that position. And for Atlanta, it'd be great because you get a franchise quarterback. Yeah, I talked about Matt or uh, Matt Ryan going to Indianapolis that maybe you try to take another spin like you did with Phillip like Rivers. With Phillip. I, got yeah. a, I got a veteran there. I got an offensive line to protect me. I'm a, I'm a better quarterback than the previous quarterbacks we have. And I got a good running back here. You know, I can go out and win it's some a, games. So it's, I, a great, it's a great fit. Yeah. It's a great fit. I think Frank Wright would be ecstatic. Because that's Frank Reich is what he wanted. Matt Ryan is what Frank Reich wanted Carson Wentz to be. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't like when you give better takes than me, but that was a great one. <laughs> help me under <laughs> help me understand Randy Gregory. It, yeah. it felt like he was going to resign with the Cowboys, and then all of a sudden he signs with the Denver Broncos. Your yeah. reaction was? I was I was upset for from the standpoint of wanting Randy Gregory because he's a hell of a football player. But I wasn't upset because Randy Gregory got a five-year, $70 million deal, and he's overcome a lot. I'm more happy about him having that opportunity. Now, but wasn't the, terms, the money the same, though? The money was the same, but the terms were different. And it's a way that Dallas structures their contracts different from other places 
Um, and I think it was some, I think it was some language. I, and I asked Shefty this yesterday on NFL Live. It was some language that they that Dallas puts in the contract about uh suspensions and getting money back if you just you know like yeah, but that you can understand that marcus if i'm the cowboys i gotta put that language in there a hundred percent but i also can understand if denver doesn't <laughs> but know that's saying? how like, they got him it's basically saying hey you might relapse you might yeah. test you might test hot yep. here and yep. and we're not going to terminate your contract here but i and, normally and, don't say hey an athlete needs to be loyal, you know, to a team or an yep. owner. The Cowboys stood by Randy Gregory for many, many incidents hey, here. Man, we're about to have our first fight. Uh-oh. We're about to have our first All fight. All right, okay. Because you know how you know how this goes, man. They stood by Randy Gregory because he's a hell of a football player. Let's not kid ourselves now. This is the same team, and you know how much I love the Dallas Cowboys. They signed Greg Hardy. I know. Like, so I, I have this conversation with people and I understand, <laughs> I understand it from like on surface level. Like Randy Gregory had these suspensions, Dallas took mine and Jerry. I love the Cowboys. All right. And I, I understand how this business works from that standpoint. But if you can't play football, they ain't standing by you. So that's a choice that Dallas made instead of making the choice that other teams made and not touching Randy Gregory or not wanting to sign him. And I don't know if it came back to bite him to do when he got 500, five years, $70 million deal with the type of contract that he wanted. That's what we're all trying to do, regardless of if we have Randy Gregory's background, right? DP, if I, if I got a $500,000 workout bonus from one team and the money is the same on another team, but that five hundred grand ain't in there. I'm probably leaving, big dog. Well, usually so, you go to Dallas if you have problems. You know that 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 they welcome you in. They I special. They, like, wait, you got any? But you baggage? go. You go if you can play football at a very high level. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because I'm, I'm for for the one Randy Gregory story. I bet it's twenty that they was like, "We'll see you. We'll see you never." Yeah. Well, that's the same thing with Deshaun Watson. If he's a defensive back, a nondescript defensive back, nobody is going to take a chance on him. You know, you you got to look at the baggage and talent. And if you if talent outweighs baggage, then you get yep. to sit in first class. If not, and I love this, you're in I love coach. this conversation we having because, you, as you know me, I don't like fooling people. Like everybody likes to have good like good feelings about how the NFL operates and, and, you know, they should have, we know we've seen the NFL take some moral low ground. We've seen it take some moral high ground as well, but ultimately to your point, DP, like you are kidding yourself. If you don't think the talent is the first thing that these clubs think about. Yeah. Did you ever have a crazy teammate? Crazy teammate. Um, yeah, probably tank. Um, Tank Johnson that came over from Chicago and Pac-Man. What? Well, <laughs> Pac-Man. Yeah. And I love them. Like, but did they scare you? Crazy, huh? They scare you? Or did you ever? Nah, I just, no, nah, I never scared me. I, I, I don't have that in my, I just naturally don't have that in my body. But I, what I, what I will say about those two dudes that I love, number one, and they got baggage, they got things that came along with them. But getting to know them, and the reason why I say they crazy is because I was so impressed 
with how they could play ball and have distractions going on and still play at a very high level. <laughs> I was like, you crazy if you could do that. <laughs> and and then two, like Pac-Man and I, we had a bunch of talks. I love, I love to do, like literally love to do that. I know he's had his issues, but if you like get getting to the heart of the man, which is what I tried to do with most of my teammates that I had a chance to get a relationship with, good people that want to see other people have success. And I Really, that's how I judge you. I know that you work with Greeny on Get Up. And uh, Fritzy, he, is, uh, he does this every day. He likes to do his Greeny impersonation on Get Up. You know, when Greeny starts the show and he's got all that energy. Good morning. Yeah. So uh, Fritzy was going to do his uh, Mike Greenberg impersonation on uh, the start of Get Up. And I want you to okay. judge this. All right, Todd, you ready? Yeah, let's do yeah, it. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Good morning. What was Baker hoping to cook up with that statement to Browns fans? And Watson happens next for Deshaun. Alex the Great caps off a great night, says Puck the Islanders. Don't call it a playing game. Who finished first in the first four? Jones in for a new team? How one cowboy got lassoed late by a herd of Broncos? Also, don't judge his vaccination response. The Yank Slugger is just here to honor a return to spring training. And I'm not joking. Why 60 is the new 50 in the NBA? We'll explain. It's time to get up right now. Damn. That was good, Todd. Thanks. Golly. That was, that was phenomenal. Thanks, bud. I damn near got ready to uh, give a take. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever said before on these shows, I don't have a take? Because it, you, oh, yeah. you have to have a take. You're supposed you know, to have a I take. Have, I have legit said I don't have anything to say about that. Yeah, because there are times on the show when somebody said, well, you got to have an opinion. I said, well, how about I let this breathe a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, how crazy is that? I'm, I'm going to pause here for a moment. You know, my wife a doesn't button, say, a, hey, I need a hot take here. I'm going to button up and use that with DP. I'm going to let it breathe. <laughs> Instead of saying I don't have nothing to say, I'm going to say I'm going to let it breathe. <laughs> uh, great to talk to you again. Thank you, Marcus. Always great to have you on. As always, man. Thank you, guys. That's Marcus Spears of the Mothership, contributor to Get Up. And uh, you can see him at 4 Eastern every weekday. And it's uh, NFL Live. Laura Rutledge, Ryan Clark, Mina Kimes, and Dan Orlovsky. Take a break. Play of the day. Phone calls. Settle on our poll question. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my God. The play of the day. Check this out. Irving, left wing three. Good! There's 60 for Kyrie Irving. A franchise record. A career high. A timeout Orlando. The self-described net fan growing up from West Orange, New Jersey. Sets franchise history. It's tied with Carl Anthony Towns for the most points scored in the NBA this season. 
That's courtesy of WFAN, Nets Radio Network. Kyrie, 8 of 12 from three-point range. He went 20 of 31 from the floor en route to 60 points. Play of the day brought to you by Tunnel to Towers Foundation. America's heroes need your help. Do good in their honor. Donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, T2T.org. That's the letter T, number two, the letter T, dot org. You know, you start to wonder about, you know, the three-point effect on these big games. When uh, Kobe scored 81 points, I think he had seven three-pointers and... Michael Jordan, when Jordan scored 69 points, I think he had two three-pointers. Bird, when he scored his 60 points, he had one three-pointer. Now with the proliferation of three-point shots, if you get hot, you can put up those numbers, and in large part due to three-point shooting. But I go back to 1970 to 1979. There were 37 different players who scored at least 50. And then 1980 to 1989, uh, 39 different players. 1990 to 1999, 34 different players. 2000 to 2010, 54 different players. So far in the last 10 years, 92 different players have scored at least 50 points. And you start to look at some of these players. I mean, you got to take Wilt Chamberlain out because, I mean, Wilt... Wilt's so far ahead of everybody. I mean, he averaged 50 points a game one season. But, you know, the three-point shot, the number of 50-point games in each of the last five seasons, you have uh, 12 players, uh, 10 players, 12 players, 10 players, 13 players, 10 players. So that's the last five years. And we've had 60 points here, back-to-back games as far as Carl Anthony Towns and then uh, Kyrie Irving. But, but 60 is the new 50. It, it does feel like that. By the way, that was a great performance. Your Mike Greenberg impersonation was better than Mike Greenberg. Thank you. I try to stay away from S and SH words. Yeah, because we know that that was a problem that yesterday. Was. Yes, it was. So Kobe, 81-point game, had seven threes. Carl Anthony Towns and Kyrie had seven three-pointers when they had 60. Steph had 62 last season, had eight three-pointers. Bird, when he had his 60-point game, one three-pointer. Jordan, when he had 69, made two three-pointers. Are we going to have a 80-point performance like we did with Kobe? I believe so. Because you have to go for it, and your teammates have to let you go for it. Kyrie could have had 70 at least last night, maybe 75, because I think he had seven and a half minutes to go, and then you sit him down. Well, he's only going to play a couple more games in the regular season. How many times are you going to get this opportunity there? And maybe it doesn't matter to Kyrie. I don't know. I don't know anything about him. But he probably loved to remind you, hey, by the way, Steph's the greatest shooter of all time. I'm the best scoring point guard in the NBA right now. And there's a difference. Steph is the best shooter of all time. But Kyrie scores in different ways. He can beat you inside, outside, off the dribble, uh, great in traffic. And he reminded people last night, hey, I'm still really good when I want to be. And I, I just believe we're going to look back, and maybe Kyrie does, where he goes, 
Yeah, probably gave up some opportunities to be an all-time great. Because he didn't want, he had his own team in Cleveland, LeBron came back. And then he wanted his own team, he went to Boston. And then that didn't go well. And then, you know, he gets to hook up with Kevin Durant, and this is supposed to be a dynasty here. But he's still second to Kevin Durant, and he's second to LeBron James. He wants to have his own team, had his own team in Boston, and didn't handle it well. Yeah, Paul. Okay, that's the all-time Nets record for scoring in a game, 60. Do you think Kevin Durant goes, hmm, I'm going to give it a shot one night. If you go back to when Bird had his 60, Kevin McHale, I think a week before, got 56 in a game and got the Celtic all-time record. And Bird said, you should have gone for 60, man. And a week later, Bird took it. And I don't think that was by accident in any way. Do you think Kevin Durant won, in, no. not, not publicly, but says, mm, I'll get this? Only if it was a friendly rivalry with Kyrie, but would never say that publicly. Because Bird said it publicly. He said, Kevin, should have gone for 60. And, and that was Bird. It was like, oh, okay, he gave me a challenge here. Um, it, it'd be like if Kobe had 81 and Michael Jordan was in his prime, I got to believe Mike would go, I'm going to get 82. Yes, Eden. KD, uh, most points in the game is 54, yeah. but that was in 2014. Mm. It's a long time ago. Mm. Yes, Todd. I think it's also worth mentioning, and we maybe we have before, but with Kyrie playing, he's not playing, and the inconsistency of being out there, that makes it extra amazing to me that if you're yeah. not playing regularly and you're sitting and then you got to get ramped back up and to put up that kind of game is wild. Maybe he's well-rested. <laughs> he's a great mystery. But when he gets on the floor, and this is what I try to judge. I I try to judge what you do when you play. Because if you bring all the ancillary stuff in, you know, I can bring up a lot of things with a lot of different players. But when I watch him play, he only, he took 31 shots. He made 20 of 31 shots. Like sometimes guys will work really hard to get that big, big number. Kyrie didn't look like he was working hard to get it. And even when I I remember talking to Chris Bosh, he was on the Raptors when Kobe put up 81 and Chris said, and I'll play it for you coming up next hour. He basically said, is is Kobe getting five points at a time? Like, how (laughs) is he getting to 81? You're looking up and you're going, how does he have that many points? We'll get some more phone calls coming up. Andrew in Washington. Hey, Andrew, we'll squeeze you in here. Hey, good morning, guys. Dan and the Danettes. Um, Great to speak with you again just have a few other points on Kyrie's 60 point game it was the most points scored in a half by the Nets ever 86 also ever given up by the Orlando Magic in a half 86 teammates you just mentioned uh, Kevin Durant's most highest scoring game but they do become the first NBA teammates to go back to back with 50 games 50 point games yeah Here's a uh, trivia question. Who is the last when is the last time 60 point games were back to back consecutive nights in the NBA Thank you, Andrew. I'll get some of my best people on it. I'll stall so I can look it up during the commercial break to make it seem like I knew what the answer was. We'll update our poll results. It has to do with Baker Mayfield. Would you keep Baker and all your draft picks or give up a ton for Deshaun Watson? Hour two coming up. 
One more item as we close out hour one. Oh, Butcher Box going to arrive today. It's a big day for Tyler. Tyler, who creates all the food for Meat Friday, and he loves to gather everybody around, but he has to open it up. Butcher Box subscription service takes the guesswork out of finding high-quality meat. Butcher Box sources their meat from partners with the highest standards for quality. No more searching the grocery store for 100% grass-fed beef, uh, free-range organic chicken, wild-caught seafood, and so much more. And what you're going to get is each box has between 8 and 14 pounds of meat. That depends on the box you choose. That's enough for 24 individual meals. So that would be two meals for the entire staff here, if we include the backroom guys as well. Customize your own box or go with one of theirs. Also, last week, ButcherBox sent us free ground beef. We have free ground beef for the life of our subscription. That's right, two pounds of ground beef free in every order for the life of your membership. Log on to ButcherBox.com Patrick and claim this great deal. 